0: Hi, it's The Wire. It is Wednesday, March 16th, 2022. Let's talk about the fight for the undisputed title at 154 pounds, the rematch. First fight ended in a draw. I believe there's value here in the rematch. But first remember, the opinion you should follow should be your own. Just consider this video to be a second opinion from a complete stranger online. Now, there is a secret in the first Brian Castano, Jamel Charlo fight. I believe it's one we all know, the people who watched that first fight, but may have forgotten. Let's name the judges. Steve Weisfeld, Nelson Vasquez, and Tim cheetah Three different people, right? They couldn't talk during the fight. They're judges seated at different sides of the ring. They're watching a fight that's lopsided. I'm going to read Steve Weisfeld's scorecard, just the rounds he gave Brian Castano early in the fight. Now, understand, this is the one judge, the one judge, who scored the fight for Castano. 114-113. Right, that was his scorecard, 114-113. Now, let's look at his scorecard. He gives Castano the first round. He gives Castano the third round. He gives Castano the fourth round. He gives Castano the sixth round, the seventh round, the eighth round, and the ninth round. Let me repeat that. The first, the third, the fourth, the sixth, seventh, eighth, and ninth. That part of the fight belonged to Brian Castano. I'll concede, because for me, these outcomes are really a distribution type thing. Right? They fall in a range. Watching the fight in real time, I thought, okay, the most likely outcome here would be a victory by Castano. But I also thought a draw was credible. So when they announced the draw, I thought, okay, fair enough. I'll take the draw because the fight was that close. And why was it close? This is the secret here. Because the 10th round was scored by all three judges for Charlo. The eleventh round was scored by all three judges for Charlo. The twelfth round was scored for all by all three judges for Charlo. How much did Charlo take over this fight? Steve Weisfeld who scored the fight 114-113 for Castano, gave the 12th round to Charlo by a 10-8 margin. Now, years ago, I wrote a book. Um, book still on Amazon. Shameless plug here. But I talked about cracking the code. I talked about how When two fighters are in the ring, over time, someone who makes adjustments might reach a point where they've solved the other guy. I believe Jermell Charlo, a guy who, if he wins this fight, in my opinion, is a Hall of Famer. Folks, he's been that good. He only has one loss, and even that loss had many people here online claiming he got robbed. I believe Jamel Charlo has cracked Brian Castano's code. Let's talk about fight styles. Castano is that guy who makes a strong first impression. You see him, and he's more aggressive than he should be. He's on his front foot. He's intelligent about it, right? He doesn't come straight in. He comes in at angles. But he's throwing punches. He's offensive. Doesn't seem to be too worried about defense. He backs you up. He has the opponent thinking, wow, this guy has to take a breather sometime in this three-minute round and the breather never comes. It's clear, looking at the scorecards, that Jamel Charlo was caught off guard. He could not understand how Castano was so aggressive. Understand, Charlo is the more complicated fighter Right, Charlo is a guy with a back foot. In fact, Charlo, young Charlo, used to be a boxer. Not the episodic ambush slugger that he developed into. So Charlo is accustomed to being on his back foot. Charlo is comfortable in the middle of the ring or with his back up against the ropes. Right, Charlo can actually fight different styles. Charlo, too, is a guy who makes adjustments. The Rosario fight. Charlo starts throwing jabs. Charlo gets the stoppage on a jab. So a guy like Charlo, who is highly technical, was thrown off his game. By Castano's aggression, most fighters at the world-class level assume that the other fighter is gonna have some hesitation in entering the pocket, that the other fighter is gonna realize, "Hey, I'm fighting a world-class opponent. I can't just come in and start throwing high volume on my front foot." But that's what Castano did. So, Charlo, thrown off his game, on his back foot, covering up. Wasn't quite prepared for the volume, understand too. Costano, 32 years old. Folks, he's not going to change. This is his fight style. You know who he is. Whatever adjustments, Jamel Charlo will make, you can rest assured, Brian Castano, who was fighting the same fight in the 10th, 11th, and 12th rounds, is still going to be Brian Castano. He's not going to try to win this fight on his back foot. He's not going to suddenly show a lot of lateral movement. If Jamel Charlo comes out a bit differently, decides to keep it in the middle of the ring and have lateral movement, Costano's still going to chase him. Costano's still going to be there throwing punches. Costano is going to be predictable. Right now, I have a phrase that I use. Fastball pitcher. Right now, let's give fastball pitchers some credit right relief pitchers guys out the bullpen you know truth be told i keep it simplistic here with the analogy but fastball pitchers do have an off pitch right a changeup or a curve they just don't have enough pitches to be a starting pitcher they just don't have the stamina to be a starting pitcher, but they're the person you call when runners are in scoring position and it's a tight jam and the person has to put out the fire, has to get out of the inning. In my opinion, that's Brian Castano. He's clever with his front foot, right? He's done well against fighters like Arislandi Lara, master technical guys who cannot believe that an opponent's just going to crash the pocket on them. But understand, now Charlo knows the lay of the land. Now Charlo knows exactly what to expect. Castano's not going to be on his back foot. Castano is not suddenly going to come in one-handed. is not going to have a different stance. He's going to be front foot heavy. He's going to be offensively minded. Charlo knows he's going to try to back him up against the ropes. I like Charlo in this rematch, right folks? He had practically lost the first fight. And then he wins the last three rounds of the first fight, folks. Charlo now knows how to win several rounds in a row. He's done it against this opponent. Right, The problem is for Costano is that he's a fighter. And keep in mind, Costano, 32 career-wise, less than 20 fights. I believe Costano understands he's a one-off. Right, The second time around, you are looking at him and you think, okay, well, this is what he's going to do. He's not going to try to hide. He's not going to come in and try to hold me. He's going to come in at an angle, and he's going to start throwing punches. Charlo now knows the angles. Charlo, a cat-and-mouse guy, might even let him come in, right? Understand, Charlo hurts Castano in that 10th round. Charlo understands that if he can pivot a certain way and throw the hook a certain way, Castano's going to have defensive lapses where the hook lands. I'm expecting Charlo, who's a mild favorite, to have the upper hand in this fight. Charlo also knows that Castano fades a little bit later in the fight because it's impossible to maintain that murderous pace of his. So I like Charlo in the rematch. I think Charlo is going to come in. I think Charlo is going to be prepared. Just off movement. I thought the first fight, Charlo made the mistake of going up back against the ropes, trying to land counters off the ropes. This time, I believe Charlo is going to try to keep the fight in the middle of the ring more. As Castano comes forward, Charlo might move backward, but understand, there's a way to move backward without moving over to the ropes. Right? He just has to do so at an angle and circle back to the middle of the ring. If Costano follows him, Charlo, who has a fight style that's different than the ambush style he's been doing in more fights, can just decide he's not going to move away. Give Castano a chance to establish a front foot. Charlo, instead, might try to be intelligently aggressive and get Castano on his back foot. You'll be surprised, shocked, at how some great front foot fighters are uncertain about themselves on their back feet. So I like Charlo in this one. I think the fight's mispriced. Right? I do think the fight's mispriced. I like Charlo. If I had to play games with a hedge, I'll take the over. Because there is the possibility that Charlo is able to dampen this fight to such an extent that it's not as action-packed as the first match. Let's also talk about just some minor things. I'm not sure if Costano knows how to win slow rounds. I don't think Costano wants slow rounds. He has to pursue you to be effective. I'm sure he himself knows that he started to run out of gas in the first fight. What's he going to do about it? He's just a shade under 5'8". If a slow round breaks out, it's going to belong to Charlo, who can stick, move, and circle. Let me say this, too. Costano, being a little shorter, really didn't have to hide his body that much. Right, he came in, he had Charlo overwhelmed. Now, Charlo might realize that if he hides his head, it's a different visual than the first fight. If he gets low, hides his head, and seeks Castano's body, are we sure that the offensively blessed Castano is going to know how to protect his body? Right? I'm not sure if we do. So I think this fight is going to be a little bit different than the first fight. Here's what I think I know. There's more to Charlo than we saw in the first fight. The best chance Castano had of beating Charlo was in the first fight. You give Charlo another opportunity. After he has dominated the last few rounds of the first fight, And you're in trouble. When you watch these rematches just ask yourself what's structural? What are the good things from the first fight that the fighter can carry over into the second fight? I believe Charlo timing counter hooks in the last three rounds of the first fight is a structural advantage he has. I believe Charlo figuring out how to pivot, it took him rounds to figure it out, how to pivot so that Castano's still next to him, but Charlo is giving himself room to throw punches. I believe that's structural. What was Castano able to do adjustment-wise in rounds 10, 11, and 12? I believe the answer is not much. Don't get carried away from the outcome in the first fight. And as I said, had they announced Castano was the winner of the first fight, I would have I would have been satisfied with that. In other words, Castano made the case. All he needed in my book was one more round. I believe I said so in the post-fight video after the first fight. All he needed was one more round. You know what I say, how do you beat an ambush fighter? You follow him after the ambush. That's what Castano did. But what if the ambush fighter doesn't have to be an ambush fighter? What if the ambush fighter used to be someone else? Can look at film and can say to himself, this guy followed me after the ambush. As I backed away over to the ropes, I was too predictable. I need to circle this guy in the middle of the ring. I need to give him something to think about as he walks into the pocket, which we both know he's going to do. Jason Rosario was hyper-aggressive against Jermell Charlo. Charlo figured it out and stopped it. Charlo started throwing jabs to the body. Right? Charlo is a guy with a learning curve, just like Terrence Crawford. Right? Charlo figured out Costado by round 10 of the last fight. I believe this fight is going to start in round 13. I expect Costano to start fast. Relief pitchers come out the bullpen and they're throwing smoke, folks. They're not bashful. It's 0-60. to 60. Right. What I want you to do is to see whether he hurts Charlo. If he doesn't, if Charlo is able to defend himself, look where they are too. If Charlo is able to keep the fight in the middle of the ring, if Charlo makes him pay for the real estate, you know, Castano's going to come up and he's going to try to throw shots. If, If Charlo makes Castano uncertain about Castano's own front foot tactics then you'll know that Charlo is playing cards here and is going to take over this fight, not starting in the 10th round, but in the 4th round. I like Charlo here. If I had to hedge, if I had to hedge it, I'd hedge it with the over. right? Let's remember, Charlo's one loss to Tony Harrison was a fight. Right? Charlo has been in wars. This is the guy who knows how to avoid getting hit hard. He turns. He's not giving you a lot to hit. Right? Pay close attention to Charlo's left shoulder. You're going to notice Charlo has his head tucked and he's moving the shoulder around. Also, pay attention to his rhythm. Right? You'll notice that he looks like he's in a crouch, then he quickly throws hooks. Then he's quickly in the middle of the ring. Right, I believe that is going to win the day here in the rematch. Right, Castano, who makes a great first impression, has missed that first impression opportunity to beat Charlo. I like Charlo in the rematch. Let me hear from you. I understand. There are a lot of people who might disagree. Right? Look up the comments after that first fight. You're going to see several people came forward and said, hey, I thought Gastano won that fight. And as I said, that would have been the most credible outcome. Right? That first fight was also tainted by a 117, 111 card, which to me is simply inexplicable. But understand, all three judges scored the last three rounds, the last 25% of that first fight for Jamel Charlo. Understand, Charlo is one of boxing's better fighters. He doesn't get the recognition he deserves because when you look at his family, there's his brother who's unbeaten, who has a middleweight championship. Folks, this guy, the guy with the loss, is the guy making the better Hall of Fame case. I think he wins this fight. I think he becomes undisputed at 154. That's how I see it. Let me hear from you. I hope you leave your comments. Whether you agree with me or not, in the comment section of this video, if I were the odds maker, I would view this fight as 60-40. Incredibly, you're getting much better than that right now at the casino. I think Charlo is the play here. I'll hedge it with the over. That's how I see it. Let me hear from you. Thanks for stopping by.